It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, The Real Ed Oliver. And today, we're talking about some rumors and some potential interest in Colin Sexton. And we're going to talk about some more Wizards workouts. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Wizards Podcast. It's your host, The Real Ed Oliver. You can follow me on Twitter at edt T. Just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. This episode is, ch- is brought to you by Price Picks. Check out pricepicks.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, today, so we're going to talk about some of the articles and reported or rumored interest that the Washington Wizards have in point guard uh, or combo guard Colin Sexton. Talk about some guys that the Washington Wizards worked out today on Monday. And, of course, the uh, NBA Finals, just a little bit. Um, The Warriors did beat the Celtics last night. Jordan Poole hit an incredible three-point shot. I just thought the Warriors improved defensively. They gave up a lot of wide-open threes to guys like Al Horford in game one, and that really hurt them. Um, I thought they made adjustments defensively and switched. Um, Jordan Poole went crazy. Steph went crazy, hitting uh, some crazy threes. Um, Jordan Poole with that backbreaker three before the end of the third quarter, and then the the game just got out of hand. Um, The Warriors just dominated for for the most part. Um, And I still have the Warriors winning at six. Um, Draymond Green got a tech. He was a crucial part in the game, kind of just playing mind games with the Celtics, being physical, bringing that physicality. Now, he did get away with some push-offs and some illegal screens, but that's what Draymond Green does. Draymond Green does. He brings that intensity and physicality. He had nine points, I want to say seven rebounds and five assists. Um, Kavon Looney playing his role uh, well, rebounding the basketball. Otto Porter um, playing his role. Gary Payton the second as well um, playing his role. I want to bring up the numbers here as well for that game. And the Wizards – I mean, the uh, not the Wizards, but the Warriors – uh, there's a lot of former Wizards on the Warriors, such as Otto Porter and Gary Payton the second. But Gary Payton the second. But the the Warriors, everybody knows their role. They just do it well, and they they just do their they do what they're asked to do around Steph Curry. 107 to 88. Um, I feel like the the lead was a lot larger than that at one point. Um, Steph Curry with 29 points. Jordan Poole off the bench with 17. Gary Gary Payton the second with seven points. Uh, Kevon Looney with 12 points and seven boards. Draymond Green with 9.7 assists and five rebounds. Andrew Wiggins, 11 points and, and six rebounds. So um, the Warriors, they took care of business at home. They made their adjustments. So we'll see how it goes in game three in Boston. So I'm very intrigued to see how that goes. Um, but I do want to bring up the article about Colin Sexton here. So this was uh, reported from Chris Fedor who is a Cleveland uh, Cavaliers beat reporter from of Cleveland.com. 
He reported the biggest he reported the Pistons and Pacers are perceived as the quote unquote biggest threats to land to land the Cleveland Cavaliers guard and, and Colin Sexton. The Wizards would have to add Sexton via a sign and trade due to their cap situation. So at the beginning of the article, he says that Detroit Pistons, Indiana Pacers, and Washington Wizards are reportedly among the teams expected to pursue Colin Sexton in free agency. So this is a rumor. So they're saying that the Wizards are expected to pursue Colin Sexton. Uh, we don't 100% know. It's not saying, you know, per, you know, per, it's saying that they're expected to, but we don't know how strong the interest is. I just feel like a lot of rumors are going to come out with the Wizards because Tommy Shepard and Wes Unso Jr. have said that they're looking for a point guard. They only have one point guard that's under contract, and that is Ish Smith. Saddle's a free agent. Now they're linked to Shane Larkin. I think that interest is real as well, that they're interested in Shane Larkin. That, that's just a Tommy Shepard type of move. But guys, Malcolm Brogdon, guys like Malcolm Brogdon, the, the Wizards have been linked to him numerous times by numerous beat reporters already this offseason. Uh, Mike Conley is another name. I want to talk about Mike Conley in the next episode. You know, how would he fit with the Washington Wizards? But every point guard out there, John Wall, in the middle of the season, the athletic David Aldridge brought a, a reunion with John Wall. So every point guard under the sun, Tyus Jones, I feel like the Wizards are going to be linked to, and there's going to be some type of rumored interest. Tommy Shepard said that they're looking at the point guard position to attack it via free agency, via trade, or via the draft. So we'll see who they end up with. But let's let's deep dive into Colin Sexton real quick. And this was this is report is also from Jake Fisher from Bleacher Report. Um, he says the Pistons sources, the uh, Pistons sources told Bleacher Report are expected to use their cap space to acquire one impact player in the front court and back court, while Jalen Brunson and Sexton are known as guards of real interest to fill that backcourt slot. Um, so in the beginning of the article, he says, Indiana, Detroit, and Washington have all been mentioned as early potential landing spots for a Colin Sexton. Those are teams that need point guard help. Um, Malcolm Brogdon might be on the way uh, out of the door in Indiana. In Detroit, they're looking for somebody to play next to Kay Cunningham, so they want to be aggressive. So once again, that's how, that's how the Wizards are linked to Colin Sexton. So there is some smoke there. I just the the fit is the question to me. So I'll bring up some numbers. We'll talk about some numbers with Colin Sexton here. Um, his raw numbers per basketball reference. So young bull is what they call him. Colin Sexton. I remember watching him at Alabama when uh, I want to say his teammates fouled out and it was basically four on five, and he was still found a way to put up thirty to forty points um, when it was they had an advantage of one player down, and they were basically doing a boxing one on Colin Sexton. That's how legitimate a score that Colin Sexton is. He's six foot one, one hundred ninety pounds. He just finished his fourth year um, in his NBA career. He had a torn meniscus. He missed. He played in 11 games, so he missed the majority of the season. Um, he averaged, uh, before he went down, he averaged 16 points a game, three, uh, two assists per game, and three rebounds. Now, the year before that is where he had a lot of career highs. He had a career high in points with 24.3 points per game, uh, one still per game. He had a career high in assists per game with 4.4 assists per game, three boards per game. He had a career high in, in turnovers per game. But he is a legitimate three-level score. Three-point percentage, 37% from the three-point line in 2021, 38% from the three-point line in 2020. And then his rookie year, he shot 40% from the three-point line. Each year, he shot at least three threes per game. Last In 2021, he shot four threes per game. So there is a good amount of volume of threes and 47% from the field. So he is, a, he is the numbers-wise, percentage-wise, he's a very efficient scorer. Now, I'm going to talk about the fit and the question marks, how he would fit on the Wizards. And, you know, things that we saw last year with bringing in a guy uh, like Spencer Dinwiddie, how does that correlate with bringing in a guy like Colin Sexton? Should that bring in PTSD with the kind of player that Colin Sexton is? But before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by 
prize picks. Prize picks is super easy to use. You pick two to five players and then over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. PrizePix offers any prop you can think of from points scored to rebounds or even steals. PrizePix allows mixed sports entries. For instance, you can take the over on Jordan Poole's points in Game 3 or take the under on Jalen Brown's points in Game 3 in the same entry. And PrizePix doesn't just offer NBA. They have options on college basketball, college football, NFL, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. For a limited time, PrizePix has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users, users get $50 for free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point. But you must use code in all caps NBA. You have to put in code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans. Sign up today and use code NBA $50 for free if a player in your first prize for entry scores a single point. So I want you guys to check out this listener survey. So we have an important favor to ask you. We put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get it started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thanks for your help. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So Colin Sexton is a legitimate three-level scorer. Um, unfortunately, we heard rumors, you know, through his rookie year and even the 2021 season. And before that, you know, him and Kevin Love not getting along or teammates saying that he does not pass the ball at all. Um, J.R. Smith had quotes about Colin Sexton not passing the ball as well. And you can see some of the body language of his teammates when Colin Sexton would dribble the air out of the ball and not pass. So that's that's the concern with him now. 2021, he had four four and four point four assists per game. So he's showing that he's trending to pass the ball more. And he's had some explosive games. He had 40 points against the Nets, against Kyrie and Katie and James Harden. I remember that game where he just couldn't be stopped. There's been some games where he just has been an unstoppable score where he can get to the basket and get to this, his spots and score. But can he be a facilitator? Tommy Shepard said he wants to pass for his point guard. Wesson Suns Jr. has said the same thing. The best fit next to Bradley Bill is a pass first point guard. We don't really want a guy who is, you know, it's my turn, your turn, high usage guy next to Bradley Bill um, that's looking to score and not facilitate. Now, on the other hand, I think Colin Sexton would be solid off ball because he can knock down the three and he can shoot the three. If Bradley Bill gets downhill and finds Colin Sexton for an open three, he's capable of knocking it down. He shot, you know, 37% for the most part of his career from the three point line. Now, the PTSD is, is Colin Sexton really a point guard? He's six foot one. So does he check the box of being a bigger guard? Which Bradley Bill said that what that's what he's looking for. A bigger guard. He's six foot one, so he doesn't check that box, but he still he plays bigger than what his size is. They call him Young Bull for a reason. We remember him slapping the floor and playing intense defense when he first got into the league. Um, but he's six foot one, 190 pounds. He can shoot the three and score at all levels. But is he better being a combo guard? Is he better just off being a scoring guard? 
The question mark for him is, is he better being a six-man score? And why the Cavaliers, you know, of course they got Evan Mobley, but when Darius Garland had the keys, they had Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, where they are a better team when Colin Sexton was not there. You know, does Colin Sexton, does all the scoring contribute to wins? That's the question mark on Colin Sexton. Now, bringing in talent, I feel like the Wizards definitely do need an influx of talent and do need to raise the talent bar. So Colin Sexton certainly would raise the talent bar. He's super talented and is a very talented scorer. Um, but like, like I said before, the question marks are defense fit next to Bradley Bill. Can he facilitate an offense? Would he fit next to Przingis and Brad, what they're trying to do? It looks like West really wants an offense where it's ran through the big man. Uh, Porzingis, kind of like Jokic. They're not similar players, but they both can step out and knock down a three and shoot a jumper, and they both can score from the post. And Porzingis did a solid job facilitating. They really, towards the end of the year, West Hunter Jr. ran the offense to the high post through Chris S. Porzingis. He would get at the high post, and either he would find a cutter or open shooters. Most of the time, Porzingis would shoot the mid-range shot or score from the post, but that's the kind of offense they want to run, and Bradley Bill would be the Jamal Murray type of player where they feed off of each other. A lot of pick and rolls, a lot of pick and pops. And the point guard is a guy who's just more of a facilitator. They're not looking for the point guard to come in and put up 25 to 30 points, which is what Colin Sexton's calling card is. So, but I do want to bring up some numbers here. Um, Colin Sexton had a high usage rate of 29.7%. Bradley Bill usually has a high usage rate as well. And uh, shout out to Kuka Hill from he locked on Pistons. He brought up some of these numbers as well. Now, Colin Sexton had 528 possessions of being a pick-and-roll ball handler. Um, that shows that he handles the ball, obviously, a lot as a as a uh, point guard. He was the, in the 83rd percentile as a spot-up shooter, so that bodes well for him. Um, he was 89th in the percentile in 1.3 points possessions as a catch-and-shooter, and he had 136 possessions as a catch-and-shooter offensively. He had 339 possessions as a shooter off the dribble, so that shows a lot of his shots and three-pointers come off the dribble where he's dominating the basketball. Um, seven, there were 71 possessions where he cut to the basket. So that's not good. I feel like the Wizards, they want somebody who can move without the basketball. Bradley Bill, he needs a guy that can move without the basketball next to him that can score. Sato did a good job a good job last year moving without the basketball and facil- facilitating the ball. Um, now, last year, too. So the question marks I have as well is what do you have to give up to bring in a guy like Colin Sexton? Um, this was reported from Chris Fedor as well that he's Colin Sexton is looking for about eighteen to twenty-two million dollars per year. This was similar to what we gave uh, Spencer Dinwiddie last year, about a three-year, um, eighteen million dollar per year type of deal. So, um, and the 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 Cavaliers have reportedly that they do want to bring Colin Sexton back. Colin Sexton back. There were reports last year from Shams and Woj that Colin Sexton was very available last year. He was very available, and once again, it's looking like Colin Sexton is very available as a restricted free agent, you know, where, where are the Cavaliers going to match his offer? Are they willing to give him, they're willing to, they're reportedly willing to give him $18 million. But if it's anything above that, then they'll just let, let a team have him. And then most likely it would have to be a sign and trade for the Washington wizards. Um, Chris Fedora reportedly said they believe that nobody will pay above $20 million for Colin Sexton. So I don't know if you want to hundred percent believe that, you know, Jalen Brunson, his market has risen up. He's going to get to, about 18 to 22 million dollars per year so there will be a team that is going to throw about i feel like there's going to be a team that will throw possibly above 20 million maybe around 19 20 to 21 million dollars for colin sexton so i'm going to give you guys what i think about his fit next to bill and with this help the wizards but before we do get to that this episode is brought to you by built bar don't you love a chewy chocolatey brownie 
What about a caramel brownie with caramel swirl on top? So it's so good. What if I told you that you can have all that chewy chocolate delicious deliciousness plus 17 grams of protein? Then you're in luck because caramel brownie bars are available at built.com right now. And you got to act fast because they are a fan favorite. Forget about dessert. These are better than dessert. Plus, the macros are unreal. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar. I would replace a regular brownie with built caramel brownie bar in a heartbeat. And all the built bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides a ton of health healthy benefits. There are a million reasons that you should try built bars, but for now, let's just say that caramel brownie will rock your world. That's not an understatement. Understatement. With built Tasty is the new healthy. Go to build.com to get your box of caramel brownie bars now. Go to build.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so I still have PTSD with Spencer Dinwiddie, how he fit next to Bradley Bill, so I don't think the fit would work, but talent does trump all at times. I remember last year the Wizards reportedly interested in DeMar DeRozan. Everybody talked about how he could not shoot, but you look at how DeMar DeRozan played with the Bulls. He had an incredible year. Maybe Colin Sexton could buy in defensively under Wes Elso Jr. Since Wes Elso Jr. is a um, defensive-minded head coach and he can facilitate the ball better, possibly in this offense with Wes Elso Jr. Now, the the signs that bode well for me is that Colin Sexton had a 10% uptick in assist percentage from, from his 2020 season, to his 2021 to his to his 2021 season, um, he had a 22 and a half percent assist percentage in 2021, and he had a 12 percent assist percentage in in the 2020 season. So it shows that he's getting better facilitating the ball. He's learning that he has to buy in and trust and use his teammates. I love the free throw attempts per game. It shows that he can put pressure on the defense. He knows how to draw fouls. Um, you look at his free throw attempts per game. He's a legitimate free throw shooter. Shot 80 percent. From the free throw line each year, 83% from the free throw line his rookie year, 84% his sophomore year, and 81% from the free throw line his third year. And he shot 6.4 free throws per game and made five out of six free throws per game in 2021. So he is a legitimate scorer. He knows how to get downhill. He knows how to finish through contact and play through physicality. And I love that about him. Him and Bradley Bill both getting downhill and get to the free throw line a lot. He's going to put a lot of pressure on defenses, getting to the bonus, um, quicker and easier and fouling guys out. I, I like that a lot. That is the upside of Colin Sexton. And 24 points per game is nothing to stick your nose up at, but scoring isn't all, the end-all, be-all. I do feel like the Wizards, they play better with a facilitator at the point guard position, getting the ball to Porzingis, getting the ball to Bradley Bill. But the talent level would be raised with a Colin Sexton. And how much would you have to give up to bring in a Colin Sexton in a trade? Now, the reported um trade proposal from the Knicks last year who will help who were heavily interested in trading for Colin Sexton this was reported from Shams or Shams last year the Knicks tried to give the Cavs Obi Toppin Kevin Knox and a first round pick for Colin Sexton now that to me that to me does not sound like a lot you know on this roster I would hate to part with Kuzma I wouldn't really like to part with Denny or Rui to be honest but if you're bringing in talent and a star 
then I'm all fine with getting the team better. So what, you know, KCP, is he a trade asset? Who would you have to give up to bring in a Colin Sexton and match that salary of $18 million, which is not, it's not a crazy amount of money. So, you know, KCP is making 13 and a half million uh, this upcoming season. Kyle Kuz is making 13 and a half million dollars. I would like to keep Kuz, of course, because he had a great season. But, you know, at what cost do the Wizards want to bring in a point guard to make this team better. So what assets are you going to give up to bring in a Colin Sexton? And does he move the needle for the Wizards to be a playoff team? So is there any smoke to these rumors? Like I said, a lot of the articles sound like they're just naming the Wizards as potential suitors because they need a point guard. And is it worth it to trade your young assets like a Danny Arui or a Kispert to bring in a Colin Sexton to be a, you know, sixth seed or seventh seed or a playing team? So those are the question marks. Right there, does he fit with Bradley Bill? Can he play well defensively um, as well? So there's some numbers that I found about his defense as well. He he hasn't been the best defender. This is per um, 538. He was a two. He was a negative 2.9. He had a negative 2.9 defensive raptor per 538. So that's not that's not good. That's that's below league average as a defender. So he's not a good defender. But like I said, can he can he be coached up by Wes Enzo Jr. And um, buy in defensively, be a better the, the efforts there, the athleticism is there, the foot speed is there, the dog. They call him Young Bull for a reason. Um, and I think he's gotten better since you know the, the rift with his teammates in Cleveland came out. Um, you know, per the athletic, there were times where opposing players would would talk would tell Cavaliers, the Cavaliers players that Colin Sexton, they would laugh and say that Colin Sexton is not gonna pass you the ball. So that was the report coming from the athletic. So um, but yeah, this is the offseason, a lot of rumors, and the Wizards are going to be tied to a lot of point guards. So um, I do quickly want to go over the ultimate mock draft here um, before we wrap up and a couple of guys at the Washington Wizards um, did work out today. So um, I'm going to go over the picks here real quick from this. These are from all the locked on NBA hosts. We are doing it. We did a mock draft. We're going to do another, a couple of mock drafts before the draft on June 23rd. Um, so with the first pick of the locked on ultimate mock draft, the magic, Select Jabari Smith out of Auburn. The Thunder selected Chet Holgram out of Gonzaga. The third pick, the Rockets took Paolo Bancaro, a.k.a. Pat Mahomes from Duke. Um, the Pacers traded with the Kings. They had pick six. They traded up to pick four uh, with the Kings, and they took Jaden Ivey out of Purdue. The Pistons took Shaden Sharp at pick five. The Kings took Keegan Murray at pick six. The Blazers took uh, Benedict Mathurin, the Wizards, favorite, Wizards fans' favorite player in the draft, at seven. The Pelicans took Jeremy Sohan out of Baylor. At eight, at nine, the Spurs took Jalen Duran. And then the ESPN draft music, you can cue it here. The Wizards, I took A.J. Griffin out of Duke at pick 10. Um, A.J. Griffin, he's just an elite shooter, man. He's an elite shooter. You bring up some of his um, shooting numbers and his shooting splits here. Um, he's six foot six, 222 pounds. He was projected to be – he was a projected top five pick. So he, if there's rumors of him dropping because of the medical they're, – they're waiting for the medical records. You know, he had some injuries in high school. Um, to what extent – are those injuries and how concerning are they? You know, GM's got to look into that. But he averaged 10 points per game at Duke as a freshman, one assist per game, four rebounds, uh, 79% from the free throw line, 44% from the three, which is elite, elite three-point shooting, um, 54% from from the two from um, on two-point field goals, which is elite as well. Almost had a 50-40-90 season. Shot 80% from the free throw line. Um, he shot 45% on jump shots. This is percent synergy, 45.7% on catch-and-shoot jumpers. 51% on unguarded shots and 45% on dribbles off on jump shots off the dribble. So he's just an elite shooter. And I just could see AJ Griffin being posted up in the corner, being a catch and shoot guy 
or a three and D wing. And I feel like he's more capable of creating a shot for himself too, because he played with payout pay Paolo or Paolo. He played with Trevor kills who gets the ball a lot and scores a lot. He played with Wendell Moore who scores a lot. He played with Mark Williams who scores a lot. So he played with four of the guys that get the ball a lot and can score a lot. There's four or five guys from Duke are getting drafted in the first round. Wendell Moore is a first round pick. Paolo is a top 10 pick. Um, AJ Griffin himself is a top 10 pick, top five pick. Mark Mark Williams is a top 20 pick. So he played with a lot of good players. Trevor Kills is a second round pick or is going to go back next year and be a, a lottery pick. So he played with a lot of good guys that needed to get their shots and had to share the wealth. So he wasn't able to really showcase a lot of his bag, in my opinion, the way he can put the ball on the floor and score other than just being a shooter. But I think I picked him would be a steal for the Wizards. He was supposed to be a top five pick or he is a projected top eight, top six pick, in my opinion. There were times where scouts liked A.J. Griffin more than Paolo. But Paolo played really well down that stretch. I like Paolo a lot. I think he's obviously a top four, top three pick in the draft. I think he's one of yeah, he's a top four player in the draft, no question for sure. But AJ Griffin had a really good year. And, you know, for the usage and for the shots that had to go around, everybody had to share the wealth on that Duke team. I thought he played really, really well. Um, so I think he would be a still a pick 10. Um, like I said before, Tari Eason is a guy that worked out for the Wizards today. Um, James Akinjo from Baylor. Worked out for the Wizards today. He went to Georgetown. Then he transferred to Arizona. And then he transferred to Baylor. And he can shoot the three. He's a great three-level scorer. Damian Lillard loves him. He's from Oakland. Damian Lillard has promoted James Akinjo many times on social media. Um, James Akinjo, pound for pound for, pound for pound for me, was the best offensive player on that Baylor team. Jeremy Sohan is more of a defensive-minded guy. Kendall Brown is an athlete and more of a defensive-minded guy. Flagler, the other point guard or the other guard, I thought he was really good offensively too but james akinjo he could be a still he could be an undrafted guy that could really come in and play well um he he can finish through contact finish through uh physicality is an elite ball handler and he plays with a chip on the shoulder he was i want to say he was big 10 freshman of the year at georgetown i loved him at georgia i'm a georgetown fan as well and i hated to see him leave so he's going to be a one of the he could be a draft steal in my opinion um or a diamond in the rough as the wizards say uh ryan allen from delaware i had to do my research on him gabe brown from michigan state i have to do my research on him RJ Cole from Connecticut. I have to do my research on him. Tari Eason is the big name. He's a he's a projected he's a projected top fifteen pick in the draft out of LSU. And Scottie Pippen Jr., the son of um, Scottie Pippen, obviously um, the six time NBA champion, Scottie Pippen Hall of Famer, top seventy five player, Scottie Pippen. Um, Scottie Pippen from, from Vanderbilt. Him too. He could be a steal as well. He's a scrappy guard that can score at all three levels too. So there's some. You know, he's projected to be undrafted. So if the Wizards can get him on a summer league team, either of these guards, I'm telling you guys, due to this this um, guys being able to come back to college for a fifth year, and there's two picks that were forfeited from teams, there's going to be some spillage, some teams that to some guys that did not get drafted, they're going to be really really good, and I really do feel like the Wizards can find a Gabe Vincent or a Max Struess or you know Old Mary Yurt Seven, um, one of those they can find a diamond in the rough undrafted guy that's going to be really really good. They just got to do their research and make the right pick. For sure. But there's going to be a lot of good guys that are not undrafted is what I'm getting to. But Tari Eason, like him a lot at LSU, uh, he worked out. He was the big name in the workout today. Um, he's 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 a three-level scorer as well. He can really defend. He can get down. He plays with a lot of his physicality. Wanted to bring up some numbers for Tari Eason to give you guys some context. Um, he uh, had some of the best. He was in the 90, 99th percentile in transition scoring, 89th percentile overall efficiency, and 81st percentile and rim efficiency this is per the shot quality big board nba shot quality big big board for the nba draft um only thing that he, he needs to really work on his left hand finishing with his left hand and dribbling with his left hand but he is 
a legitimate score and he plays through a lot of physicality. He's a big man that plays like a guard. He was like a, he was basically a six man for LSU. He can play the three, the four, and the five. He can guard three through five, really two through five. I feel like he can. He has long arms, has a seven foot two wingspan, about six foot eight. He transferred as well. I want to say he went to Cincinnati, then he transferred. Um, but he shot thirty six percent from the three point line. Only shot three threes. Does need to work on the jumper. He puts the he puts the ball to his to his right and then shoots the three. So his form just needs a little bit of work. But he he plays he plays like a he plays with a chip on his shoulder. He plays like a dog with a, a lot of physicality and that dog mentality for sure. So I like Tari Easton a lot. He he dribbles like a guard and he does a lot of crossovers in and outs and between the legs um, type moves. And he he can really finish strong and, and dunk off of a standing jump. So he's a very intriguing prospect. Maybe if you trade back. With the Hornets, maybe you get Atari Eason, but getting him at pick 10, I wouldn't mind it. But there's a log jam at that forward spot. So if you get him, are you trade? Are you going to keep Rui and Denny and Kispert and all those all these guys together if you bring in Atari Eason? So just want to thank you guys for listening and making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA, from the first jump ball of the playing tournament to the last possession of the NBA Finals. Locked On Experts take you deep inside with the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. Make sure you guys subscribe on YouTube and hit the notification bell. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.